next question then for the friends gathered around here who have done a year of service already right alumni and sister yeah. karen who's involved yeah and me why, why did you stay with mercy volunteer corps you know like michael and abby like why did you even come to this weekend like uh, <laughs> not <laughs> why are you here in terms of the feeling right like the feeling yeah. not like the logistical piece of like being invited but yeah the feeling piece yeah i think the piece that you all have been talking about about like there's just this energy um when people come together that um care about the same values you do and want to live out um the values of MVC, that there's just this energy that is contagious. And for me, it was something that I wanted to continue being a part of, that um, my best self was involved in this. So I want to continue that in my life. So here I am getting to experience it with all of you. Yeah, I feel like the circle of mercy is so real. I think that from the first year I served, it just is so evident that mercy is um, such a huge presence and so supportive in social justice issues, especially, um, and then within community as well. And when Michael and I were moving off of the reservation, we really wanted to move to a city that had an MVC community so that we could get involved because we just feel such a deep connection to Mercy Volunteer Corps. And it's really just shaped who we are and who we have tried to become and the values that we try to live out as a family now. Some people would say we moved to Cincinnati because it is the bottom of the triangle from Chicago, where I'm from, and Abby's from Toledo. But the real reason is because there is a Mercy community there and there is not one in Toledo or Chicago. And I've been super blessed and I'm eternally grateful um, for the Mercy Corps they gave me an opportunity to go experience something that was completely out of my comfort zone. And it led me not only to find myself, but find a partner and a soulmate. And I, I grew up in a place that most people don't get to visit um, or even really know exists in America. And that's where I became who I am. And I'm eternally grateful for that. And I think it's important to you know, pass on some of that love and knowledge and, and watch other people enjoy the fruits of the circle of mercy. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. For me, being around young people is rejuvenating and life-giving. But also, I think that uh, your own journey, spite, in spite of the service that you provide, the personal journey that you're so immersed in and it's hard it's eye-opening it's it's a privilege to be part of that and also I think MVC it's 
almost a secret. It's what the rest of the world needs, community, spirituality, and a spirit of service, that there's something more than myself and my, my own interests. So it gives me hope for the future to know that we do make a difference, even though we don't see it on a daily basis. So it gives me hope and it gives me new life. Yeah, I would echo what Sister Karen is saying about like the journey. Because last year I feel like I had just taken a couple steps into my journey, into like what I was being called to do. And I didn't feel like I understood myself fully, so I wanted to do it again with the Sisters of Mercy, you know, like because of their support and because I had already felt a sense of family here. And I don't regret doing that. You know, doing a second year has been like way more way more of a learning curve and a learning opportunity than I thought it was going to be. So that's been a nice surprise. Having had this connection now with alumni, you know, like having had like orientation in this retreat and like your years, your months of service, like, is this what you expected when you signed up? This is most definitely not what I was expecting. Um, to be honest, I don't really know what to tell you that I expected. I didn't think it would be this hard. I think that's like a huge component is seeing my friends who have gone through Mercy and seeing what a wonderful experience they had, but then choosing to only see like the good that they had and not really questioning, not necessarily the bad, but the struggles. And I'm not going to lie, the first month of being here was one of the hardest months of my life, and I considered going home. But I have learned so much about myself and being in a new culture, a new community, a new city, and I would not trade this experience for the world. I have been here two months. We all have been here two months, but it feels like I've been here for a lifetime. Like, I feel like I've known these people for so long. And the amount of relationships and community that I've created in such a short amount of time, I could never imagine giving that up or not having this experience. And it's already motivated me to want to do a second year, but bigger and better. So stay tuned for that. I guess, like, I'll agree with, like, Lauren. Like, I had I had no idea what I was getting myself into, honestly. I had no idea. I had been shown a flyer, like, my sophomore year of, so- of college, and, like, I'm like, wow, like, moving out of Iowa for free? <laughs> <laughs> like, sign me up. Um, but, like, <laughs> like, I'm so glad I did. Like, whoa. <laughs> but... I don't know, like, once I, like, the feeling, like, so I didn't fly to orientation, I drove there, so, like, once I got there, and, like, I walked in, it was, like, this weird feeling of, like, you made it, you're in the right place, you know, and that, like, ever since, you know, the 15th of, or the 10th of August, like, it's continued to be, like, 
you're doing the right thing. You're following the right path. You're making the right steps. Like, everything has, like, lined up for me. Like, I'm actually, like, I've never really been a spiritual person, but the more I've, like, done this, it's like, wow, God does have a plan for me. Or, like, some higher power is working for me. So, like, growing spiritually has been, like, a really interesting experience and I never like I never was like oh yeah I'm gonna get into that like that's never been my life but now I'm like maybe I want to try spiritual direction and like learn more about that so it's been like really amazing and like awesome to like just grow and learn from so many different people from different walks of life and like just be a part of their life now and like have them in my life and I've been very, like, thankful to be a part of NBC. So, yeah. I did not expect to enjoy my position at St. Boniface School as an assistant teacher. Um, I anticipated a lot of things to go wrong right when um, I decided that I would change the direction of my career. And so when I got in, when I decided that I wanted to go into teaching, I was thinking of all the things that could go wrong. But no, that has not been the case. Um, I really love being around the kids, teaching them, um, having a good laugh. Uh, and that has, um, um, now I'm applying for graduate school, graduate study in education. I also did not expect to be challenged in a variety of ways, spiritually and um, in, and vulnerably. Like, I'm not of either one of those. I'm not a spiritual person, never really was, and wasn't a vulnerable type person anyway. And so I kind of expected those kinds of aspects to just sort of I didn't actually think that you would be, I don't know, how to, how to accountable or like you'd have to, um, I don't know what the word is, like, um, like exercise uh, my journey towards, exercise my journey, my spiritual journey and my ability to be vulnerable. I mean, I, I have people around me that are, that are asking me like, things that I normally wouldn't share. And so, um, so it's definitely been, been a journey to trying to open up in a variety of ways that have been like blocked off for so long. So I'm going to be honest, my, ex my expectations were kind of on the floor. I just was like, if they treat me better than I was treated during my PhD program, that will already be a win. And congrats, you guys already are, but like, <laughs> so exceeded my expectations, but like in a great way. Like my placement at IJPC is fantastic. My coworkers like treat me like an equal. They value my opinion. They think I'm smart. Um, I'm still kind of questioning that, but hey, um, it's great. Um, my, I was worried about my housemates. I was like, uh, my community members, I was like, um, 
because living with other people has been hit and miss, um, some kind of passive aggressiveness, some bullying, um, in my previous like living situations. And so far, you guys have been fantastic. Um, you tell me when things aren't going well. Um, you've been respectful. Uh, you provide, you deal with my introvertedness when I'm like, okay, cool, guys. Um, I'm gonna go to my room right now. Um, I'll see you tomorrow. But then you're also like, um. You kind of have to hang out with us like that's what a community is so get out of your room let's go do something and then i'm like you're right and half the time at least no more than half the time i actually enjoy myself i'm like oh like when we did the escape room i was like oh, that sounds like a nightmare but it was actually really fun or when we went to the butterfly thing it was like oh so cool so um i had low expectations but now you know you guys blown them away and I'm, I'm enjoying my time here i'm enjoying my placement i enjoy the respect i'm getting and i'm sure eventually i'll open up to you guys more and be more vulnerable <laughs> it might be the last week before i leave but it will happen um i'm getting i mean i feel like i'm slowly getting there like i'm hanging out more like like i said i didn't stay in my room the whole time i don't think you guys listeners need to understand how great that is because i feel like during orientation like 90 percent of it i was like do i have to like it was like oh we don't this is unscheduled time bye i'm tired mm -hmm. so like now i'm like i'm gonna hang out for a bit and then i'm gonna rest um for me uh i didn't have very many expectations um i i kind of like the job description was pretty vague um and yeah they kind of laid out like NBC, they laid out all the things that they, you know, uh, kind of emphasized in their program. But you never really know how that's going to be implemented. And, you know, you don't, you don't know. You never know how they're really going to implement it. So it's like, yeah, they they um, they emphasize simplicity and all those things. But are we really going to be forced to practice it? You know what I'm saying? Are they really going <laughs> to have us, you know, doing all these things, having us, you know, I, you know, you don't know the implication. And basically, after being a part of it for a while, you know, I kind of come to realize that all of this stuff that they said they were going to implement is very strongly implemented. And it's not a bad <laughs> thing. It's, it's not a bad thing. They like, um, maybe coming in, I might have been like, it'll be relaxed. And even though it's not relaxed, it's still good because, you know, it kind of forces me to, like, look at my spirituality and, you know, really... Um, you know, focus on community, focus on simplicity. And it is all for good. And I know that and I have experienced it. And, you know, I, I don't know, it's, it's good. And I'm also, uh, I was surprised at how many connections I was able to make, especially in such short time. And <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> it's been good. Okay. Um, similarly to Israel, I, I didn't really have expectations besides, you know, what I read on paper. So I knew what to expect technically about the program. And then when we got to orientation, um, I feel like I got kind of scared because there was a lot of emphasis on you guys are going to struggle so much or... Ooh, it's not easy. Like you guys, you're gonna need a strong support system. How are you gonna? Who are you gonna re lean on, and who are you gonna reach out to? Because you will inevitably face trials and tribulations in your city. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I guess my expectations were kind of opposite, and I wasn't taking it seriously enough. So I was like, oh, okay, wow. 
let me be prepared for surprise like difficulties so that's how i came into like detroit whatever but then i feel like i was like oh personally for me with my service site i'm not really struggling as much as i've heard like a lot of you are and i'm grateful for that um yeah i think i just had i mean, it's still early on obviously it's only october so you know anything can happen um but i think i was kind of surprised at how smooth of a transition it has been for me um in my service site and it's really enjoyable and i'm learning a lot which is really good and that was an expectation that has been met is i'm learning a lot um just being in a clinical setting um interacting with patients and my coworkers on a daily basis so yeah that's me Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I want to give a huge shout out to everyone that was a part of it. So, Macy, Tolly, Naomi, myself, Isak. Um, we have the Detroit community, Lauren, Chippo, and Israel. And then the alumni who were there to lead the retreat with us, Mike and Abby Yeager. Shout out to y'all for being an NBC couple. You see that? Love is in the air, people. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Anyway, and then we have our wonderful sister of mercy, Sister Karen Herring. And of course, last but not least, our wonderful Mercy Volunteer Corps support staff person, Andrea Haller. I just hope you know how much you matter. Thank you for being a part of each of our lives. And if you've made it this far into this episode, I just want to invite you to maybe go tell somebody in your life what they mean to you. Yeah, let's go shower some people with love.